If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 177. Suns fan here with Cinderin. Hello. 77. Thank you to our beautiful patrons in the In Bruges tier specifically. Cinderin will say thank you to the first half. I will. And the first half are as follows Burrito Mac Burrito Face, TI in Auckland. <laughs> Rupus. Culudes the stupid free to win indie game. Uh, hashtag not an ad, maybe? I don't know. Stupid co pilot, Persian tongue twister, Suns fan, you nailed it. Uh, I will not try this. D2 Bowie, Yatoro does it again, Sinner, and A Scorpi. I also agree with Suns fan that CSGO is the best spectator esport. Maybe an ad because Valve won't for their games. Oscar Magdev Seeker used all his spirit vessel charges on Santa Pudge. My grandma still doesn't know what Dota is. Disco Farm D. Taste me boo, stoogie McStooge. Daddy stood. Notice me senpai stooge. Santa's ball sack stooge. Schadenfreude stooge. The Megapope. Hello, friends and Suns fan. <laughs> I hope you all have a lovely holiday season, TI in New Zealand. Thank you also to Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko01 Hamscroats, Bacon, Shark TM, Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls. Janie, stop, nothing to see here, underscore man, guitar strings, Eve Remort, Ben, his Patreon names are too long and they're annoying to read out on the podcast, Broomhead, Wooden Aftertaste, Anonymous, and Newborn Babies Have 305 Bones, that's three. That's 100 more bones than an adult has, Mr. Niebling. That is interesting, do they just like meld into less bones? Which ones do we get rid of? What if everyone is born with a hundred tails, but they all fail? Wow. That is the most uninteresting thing I've heard in the last ten minutes. Do you know the Pokemon Nine Tails, Shannon? Imagine if all humans looked like that. I don't know that actually, okay. as you well, know. Some of our audience will know that. You know I don't play Pokemon or watch it or have any association yeah. with it. Uh okay. So first topic, uh, the last two episodes were in fact guest episodes and almost all of the comments, which by the way, that's great for uh, the algorithm. So Thanks, thank guys. you. Uh, but all the comments were complaints that there was no timestamps. We don't do them on guest episodes because that will take a long time for me. I'm sorry. I don't, they're less structured. <clears throat> much harder to go through and they're much longer so i saved myself 30 minutes each and did not do them as we have not done them for any other guest episodes maybe there was one way back when that is very normal i'm sorry uh but not at the same time uh next topic happy birthday but, but shannon Sin. 
listen, when there's a guest, what if I only care about one thing the guest has to say and the rest of their story I just know in advance is not interesting? Then don't watch the episode. That's, no. Happy birthday and Merry Christmas, Cinderin. Thank you. What did you do for your... <laughs> Wait, how old are you now? 33. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know how that feels. I've been there. In a few months, I'm a third century, Shannon. Yeah, that is true. So, how do you feel? Hmm? Absolutely no different at all from last year. That's good. Well, except that I've been sick. But aside from that, I don't feel any different. Yeah. I don't really feel like I'm aging that much mentally. Uh, <laughs> which is good. I guess. Yeah, I'm feeling that. I feel a lot of things, though. Uh, what did you do for your birthday, which is on Christmas Eve? It was pretty relaxed. So the way we usually do Christmas around our place is that Susie and I and the dog will just have Christmas Eve on our own. So just a small little Christmas. And then... For Christmas Day, uh, we go to my parents, and my brother is also visiting there. Uh, and I'm there for two days, and Susie's there for less time because she goes back and takes care of the dog. So, um, yeah, that was my Christmas. Um, I, I made a duck, as I usually do. Oh. It tasted great. What's in the um, duck? Do you stuff it? No, I actually don't. I have done that before, uh, but I don't do that now. And I also I bought a smaller one because we're just, you know, the two of us. So... Um, but it turned out great. So that was good. Did um, you get anything yeah, overall, cool for Christmas? Uh, what did I get that was cool? Hmm. What would you consider cool? I don't think I got anything you would consider cool. What do you consider cool that you got? Mm, well, we wished for some... Nice towels, which we got. That means I'm 33 years old. That's wow. proof of that. Yeah, that's nice. Um, we got towels. restaurant visits, which, you know, I really enjoy. So <clears throat> mm -hmm. that's always a good gift for me is something that has to do with food. Uh, okay. And the main thing Susie got me, which was, was an activity book, which is interesting. So basically, uh, it's a book where you have to scratch activities and then you have to do them as a couple. Oh. It has all sorts of stuff to just give you new experiences, take you out of your comfort zone. That's it's good for you. Like, it's kind of a random generator where you just, yeah, you get to do all sorts now, of different things that you don't usually do. So is, I think that was a great idea. Is World of Warcraft on there? That would be really funny because then she would have to play. <laughs> and who knows, she might actually end up enjoying the game. I doubt it. Uh, yeah, people, I doubt it too. People tried, tried to get people tried to get me into that game a long time ago. It didn't work out. Yeah, well, but now you're now you're thirty thousand years old. So now might you might like it? No, I don't think so. No. Oh, well. uh, what glad, did you get, Shannon? Uh, yeah, as you were as I was asking, I was trying to remember because <laughs> there's nothing really that memorable. Nikki got me an eye massager. Mm hmm. Uh, which is like this device Wait, you, put, <laughs> you, put, <laughs> you put this device on your head it's like a VR thing almost right but not VR obviously yeah. and it massages the it's supposed to massage the outside of you know your upper eye area and you need, I needed to reset it and I haven't tried it again because when I tried it it was literally 
pushing in my eyeballs. I'm like, huh, that's interesting feeling. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't supposed to be that way. So I just have to uh, reset that shit. Is there uh, like some sort of manual that's like, this shit is really dangerous. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> or yeah, I don't know. I'll read it later. Uh, and then aside, still work. aside from that, I don't know if I can even remember anything that I got. Uh, I'm really hard to shop for though, because I have everything I want. I am relatively low maintenance. Yeah, same. Low maintenance in a way that I don't need that much. I feel like after, you know, after I get my goodies that I do like, but then if there's something I do want, I'm very picky. So mm. I don't know how that, maybe that's not low maintenance then. Uh, I don't know I what the word for that would be. I think people should just gift you restaurant visits. I feel like that would be a hit. Yeah. What does that mean exactly? Oh, I got a massage coupon. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, just... Go get a massage. I don't know, like, what does that mean? Either, like, a gift card or that... So, effectively, what we got was just a, a letter where my parents said, you guys are invited to a dinner at this place at an undisclosed date. That was it. That's oh. nice. It's like, I you look forward to, like, a family dinner somewhere out in the city. That's nice. Okay. I like that. Yeah, that is nice. Just something like that. I mean, yeah. It doesn't have to be, like, super specific or anything, but just, like, a place you're excited to go to and then... Mm-hmm. Knowing that that will be in a nice evening. I like those kinds of gifts. I know it's not for everyone, but it's honestly, I've kind of reached the same point as you have over the years where it's just like, if people are like, can you give me a wish list? I just come up with like one or nothing. two things max. I, I can't even come up with one. I really have anything I wish for. So it's cool when people find me something I didn't know I wanted. Like, yeah. you know, true. I'm a massager. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not going to wish for that next year based on <laughs> the review you've given it so far, which was I almost crushed my face. Yeah, it hurt my eyeball. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's probably not on my list. And I also find solace in the fact that I think nobody in my family would ever come up with that as a gift. So it's fine. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that will not happen. Well, if you ever visit us for Christmas, I know what to get you. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I ever visit you, I'm not trying your machine before I see you do it first. That's for sure. Fair enough. Uh, and then what are you doing for new year's so new year's is usually a pretty hard day for us uh last year was it was very hard um so the reason is that our dog gets very barky when there's fireworks Mm. Uh, he gets very defensive about the house and effectively that takes up pretty much the whole day because people are shooting fireworks all day really Um, they shoot fireworks all day Pretty much. So in Denmark, it's huh. legal to buy it from, I don't know when, um, but it, it's legal to fire from the 27th until the 1st. Wow. Um, and yeah, there's like every day there's like stuff going off a little bit here and there. I feel like he's doing better this year than last year, so I'm a little bit hopeful. Uh, but when there's a lot and when it's closer, he will bark and he'll be super on edge. Um, so... And la- the reason it was hard last year was that Susie, to boot, was really sick. So mm. it was just a really bad day. So they both um, had to rely on you, who's generally pretty worthless. Exactly. I was yeah. terrible. I was a really bad boyfriend. I did everything wrong. Uh, I mean, we got through it. Right? Have you but ever thought about a getting a dog hypnotist to get rid of the Is fears, this some sort so. of eyeball <laughs> shit? Like, what's, what is this? Nah, I just made that up. You're I'm just, sure. You I'm know sure. The weirdest some, shit. Somebody could train a dog to not be afraid of fireworks somehow. I don't know. I'm sure there's a way. I mean, the, so, the thing we do 
or it's primarily Susie doing it, and this time she has advanced her technique, which is kind of clever. So what she did last year to try to train him was that we would play fireworks videos on YouTube ah. uh, downstairs, so he like hears the sound a lot and gets familiarized with it. Uh, this time she upgraded it because she had an old phone and a new phone. So now she made it stereo by putting one phone in one end of the house and one phone in the other and then blasting it as loud as she could oh. on both. So it sounds like it's coming from more places. And then obviously a lot of positive reinforcements when he's calm and dealing with it. Um, I mean, that's the main thing we can do, right? Is that when we're out and about and there's fireworks going off, he gets a lot of treats for just not freaking out and coming over and sitting and just being relaxed. So we're trying to internalize that fireworks are not the end of the world, and mm -hmm. it's it's a nice. Have you experience. thought about uh, having fireworks inside with you and doing it in person, right in front of the dog's face? No. You could wear an eye massager and it'll block out anything harmful from getting in your eyes. You don't have to worry about it. All right, what's your next suggestion? Have you thought about shooting fireworks <laughs> at your dog? Like, yeah, you know, you know, that well, could help. Uh, he could might also, get over uh, it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if he survives the first one, he'll probably be... It'll be fine, you know? It's exposure therapy. It's really good, I heard. Uh, yeah. So we're, we're having a board game night at our house for New Year's Eve. Oh, that's nice. And then the next day early in the morning which we'll talk about later is the next season of ability arena so it's going to be not much time in between i'm gonna be a tired boy probably but so first time a lot that. of guests over for board game night uh, i don't know if i've confirmed everybody maybe it's like seven or eight so not anything oh, that too sounds big. really nice dude that's my kind of new year's eve i would love that shit yeah it's it's fun all right, now Dude, if you to, invited me, I might actually come over just to dodge the dog New Year. It might be worth it. Yeah, fly on over, Cinder. Yeah, I'm means. sure Susie would be really supportive of that. Yeah, I don't really like taking care of our dog on New Year's Eve, so I'll fly to the U.S. Well, you'd to have to agree to put on the eye massager first. Yeah, uh, once no, you get here, a, that that's a hard no. Okay, uh, okay. My on, eyesight's bad it's enough as it is. On to more important things. Uh, NBA news, everybody. Uh, the Suns suck right. ass. Uh, There's timestamps today. Don't worry, guys. Booker. Our best player is injured for the next month. Uh, it's always one of two injuries with him, which is either the groin or the hamstring. He just got over his hamstring, and now it's the groin. So, great to hear. Rare occasions, it's the eyes? Uh, very rare, actually, yeah. Nobody has eye issues, really. Unless they wear goggles. Uh, but, in happier happen. news, Robert Sarver, the owner of the Suns that has had all that drama that we've talked about in the past, he was voted mm -hmm. as the second worst owner in... All of sports, I believe, behind, uh, is it Donald Sterling? Is that his name in New York? And then, obviously, after that, he had all the drama with you know, sexual harassment and all this bullshit. He has finally, as we talked about at some point, uh, been forced to sell the team, which his timeline was just this year. Apparently, it's being finalized. It's basically been announced, but I don't think it's been technically official yet being sold to somebody. His name right. is Matt Ishbia. He is the I-S-H-B-I-A. I believe he's he's 42 years old. So he's not that much older than me. He's like five, six years older. Oh, he, wonderful. He's an American billionaire who serves as CEO and chairman of Mortgage Lender United Wholesale Mortgage. That's right. He actually was, even though he was like a big-time bench warmer. He was technically on a college basketball team as well. 
So he knows basketball or has an interest in it. He's big time Michigan, which has nothing to do with the Suns, but M- Michigan already has a team. But he's been looking for a team for many years. Generally, it's been positive. People have said a lot of good things. I don't know what to think, obviously, but anything's an improvement over Robert Sarver. And this guy's actually a billionaire and he's willing to spend money, unlike Sarver, who is like the poorest oh. owner in the NBA, pretty much. All right. Fun fact I bet you didn't know this, but so this guy inherited the company from his father, which was founded in 1986, the company, not his father, okay? Yep. Um, he took it public January last year and that made him a billionaire. Oh. So he's a very new billionaire. Okay. That's good. So I he didn't probably. Know that. He might have got a lot of money that he wasn't expecting. Maybe this got way bigger than he thought. And to me, that's maybe a good sign that he's like really willing and interested to do this because like maybe that's wishful thinking. I mean, it's not going to be worse than what you had. That would be a true shocker. So that um, is exactly the point. So we get rid of our old shitty guy. 2022, $5 billion. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I should mention that the agreement is to buy the Suns for $4 billion, which is a record in the NBA. That's 80% of his wealth if that was his own money that he's buying it for. Well, he's going to be in an investment group, and then I don't think that yeah. technically... So when they say $4 billion, like there's a bunch of minority owners that already own the company, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah. what, less than 50%. So that's half of that already gone, but they still say the, the big number, right? So $4 billion, that's a record. Uh and teams like the LA Clippers have sold for less, mm-hmm. I believe. But a lot of it is because of inflation and uh, there's a big TV deal coming up with the NBA. So things are just going to get astronomically huge. But it's kind of cool. You know, Phoenix gets... Yeah, so yeah I'm, rel- I'm happy about this. Hopefully he's more in touch with like tech stuff because I remember... Well, first of all, they never had like an NBA 2K team. Like a lot of teams have one. And the Suns didn't. We tried to run an esports night. They had like some representative uh, contact me and invite me to the game. And like, we want to create an esports night of the Suns game. Like, they're asking our advice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. Let's, yeah, let's organize it. That guy got fired, apparently. Uh, so I don't, they don't really value, you know, anything modern because of the that old was the literal ch- only reason he got fired. He was like, what if we had an <laughs> esports night? Yeah. Instant. I yeah. Like, I don't know. It's. Now, some of these people just can't, uh, like the owners that are just old school, just can never adapt, you know? So I think this is good news. Okay, moving on to very little Dota news this week. Uh, the cash number two came out. What is it actually called? Collector's Cash 2. Which Collectors we're, we're not going to go over any of the sets. We're just going to briefly talk about it. Because there are a bunch of sets. First of all, people are very upset about this. Very upset about their cosmetics. A lot of the sets included were not even in the vote, Cinderin. Yeah, I believe some of them were in the vote from last year and didn't get in then, so they were, like, saved for this cash, perhaps? I, I don't know how Valve do it, um, to be honest with you, but I guess the main thing that, yeah, like, people are disappointed that, oh, well, a lot of the stuff that we voted for that we thought was really cool didn't make it into the game at all. The snail. So that's... The snail is missing still. Yep. No snail. Uh, I will give a quick... I'll just do very quick highlights here, okay? So, there's a really cool Legion Commander set, in my opinion, called Bird of Prey in this chest, which, honestly, I feel like is, from my perspective, one of the only reasons to get it. But 
I think this, the sets are really unique, to be fair. So a lot of them change the heroes by a lot, and that's either good or bad. Uh, the Legion Commander one, though, is really cool. It gives her this huge halberd and some very cool uh, glowing mechanical wings, basically, uh, mm. which are just sharp blades. Looks really good with the Arcana. I considered getting this, getting the chest just for that set, but then I realized I don't really play Legion very much, but it's, it's really cool, that set. Uh, the Ultra Rare is what you hope Legion Commander will be. It's a Chaos Knight set that literally looks like Legion Commander on a horse. Yeah. It's uh, like it's playing with my emotions. It is one of my least favorite Ultra Rare items of all time. Um, it's cool, but it looks way too much like Legion Commander and too little like Chaos Knight. It's weird. It's actually just weird. Uh, but it's really well made. Just, yeah, not that big of a fan. Um, aside from that, I don't think there's anything too noteworthy to mention. Like I said, some of them look really, really different than usual sets. A lot of people like the Oracle in here, which has like eight arms. Uh, that one reminded me of, uh, what's that game? Overwatch. There's a character, I think, right? I don't know which religion this is from. Is it? It's like Buddhist yeah, maybe like... or Hindi. That's what my gut is saying too, but I don't know. I'm kind of ignorant. I think that, it's but... Hindu. I think it's Hindu. It's it's like what what's one of the gods' names? I can't remember the name. Got a lot of arms on the back that are just holding different items, like holding bells. It's holding some sort of scepters, um, and then it has an animated lotus in the front with green orbs floating about it. It's so like in terms of like quality, this is a really cool item. It's just not my cup of tea, but it's really well made. Um, and that, to, to me, is honestly a lot of this cash in a nutshell. Um, a lot of the stuff is pretty well made, but not really my favorite items overall. Um, and yeah, for me, not much appealing trying to get the ultra rare. The very rare Vo Void Spirit, I think, is way better. has like this cool double sickle, basically. I don't know what you would call this kind of weapon, but it's like it's a sickle on both ends. Um, and his color scheme is really nice in this. So that one is my favorite part of the chest, probably. And then Legion Commander is second, so... Yeah, I think overall, for this battle pass, in terms of like overall rating, I think this is the lowest for me uh, that it includes. Yeah, I think the community would agree with you on that one. Uh, okay, so next, we wanted to highlight uh, the great new organization coming into Dota. They've done a lot for the community already and their outreach and whatnot. Uh, they have a lot of very uh, well-known players and names, uh, namely FartSJ, of course, is the main component to uh, Fart Studios as a whole. <laughs> Dude. The absolute state of NA Dota. Right listening there, so to good. the casters actually saying Fart Studios over and over, and then they actually, instead of BSJ, they say FartSJ. I laugh every time, and I know I have... Like, I enjoy lowbrow humor. It's fucking amazing. It does not get old. It really doesn't get old. Uh, just genius. Genius. I hope they never get sponsored. And that's not because I don't want them to make money. It's because I want to hear Fart Studios at TI, where uh, that one guy has to actually <laughs> say that out loud. Uh, but I anyway. Mean, yeah. You told the story about BSJ's nickname in a previous episode, right? Yeah. That's my favorite part about this team. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> Jenkins is a genius. So 
just let I'll try to summarize and you tell me if I'm if I'm wrong about this in case people missed the episode or, or the detail. So basically when you submit your roster uh before the roster lock uh you need to enter it into a separate homepage run by Valve and Jenkins convinced BSJ that they had to put fart in their name <laughs> as part of joining the team. And he was the only one who did it. The other ones just have their normal nicknames. So he's called Fart SJ. Because Jenkins basically conned him. He didn't want to be called that. And all the other players just have their normal names. Yeah. And you can't change it once the season has Yeah, BSJ specific. Well, yeah, so Jenkins told him that everybody else was also submitting fart in their name. So he tricked him <laughs> in that regard. And then BSJ's like, well, will I be able to change it? And Jenkins' response was, of course. Why wouldn't you be able to change it? And of course, we all know that you can't change your official name. So it is officially Fart SJ now for the foreseeable oh, future. So um, but in the closed qualifiers for the NADPC Division 2, Fart Studios get second place. So they qualify along with Legacy, which we're not going to talk about because I could not name one player on that team without looking That's it up. That's untrue. Oh, oh, you mean Without that. looking it up. Okay, let's see. Legacy. They have Boris, they have, Boris, they have Lil, Lil Nick, Nick, Pingu, Pingu Giant. Right. No, I don't know. I don't that. know Red 2. I think he's new or it's a rename. Three but... of them I recognize. But the reason we're bringing this up is because Arkosh, rip to Slacks, lost and in really awful fashion. First and foremost, they, they lost to Fart Studios at some point, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was in the first, first round of this. They lost to Fart Studios 2-1. And I think that may have broken them. Uh, they did end up beating Team Magnus 2-1. Uh, but then they lose in the second round of the lower brackets of Div 2 to Monopoly. Can I name anybody from that team? Literally, okay, Alien Mana Banana, I recognize. Everybody else, not really. Uh, what do you think about that? Because these are well-known people. Like Febby, Z-Freak, mm -hmm. Monkeys, Excalibur, Koikva, who famously said that NA would be the free region. And I think that's why a lot of people in the NA region took that really personally and tried extra hard against them. But does it surprise you they didn't do better than this? Because it um, definitely did yes, for me. Yes, it does. But at the same time, Dota is a really complex game and you're going in with zero scrims, right? So effectively, there are combinations of players that work really well and there's combinations of players that don't work particularly well. And... The interesting thing about this team is that it was all documented, right? Because they were streaming their games. Yeah. So if you're really curious about like the workings of a team and how communication works and how strategy works, um, that could be a really illuminating thing to watch. I, I don't know how many of the VODs are still up. I don't know if the players leave them up, but if they are and you're curious, that is the closest you guys are probably going to get, aside from like, um, what's it called? Uh, True Sight to... It's obviously a different level of play in well, different states. True Sight but... is also edited. <clears throat> right. So this is like the raw footage of teams uh, going in to try to win and qualify to a tournament, what it's like. It's obviously through a different scope, again, because it's not like, quote unquote, a real team to the extent that they haven't really practiced. It's kind of just thrown together last minute. They, don't, they aren't on the same page about what their overall strategies are. Maybe they disagree on what's important in the meta. So it was very much like kind of a YOLO thing where they go into drafts and they're like, what about this? What do we think about this, that? They have a little bit of prep time against the individual opponents, but not much. Um, 
And <clears throat> I think for me watching it, I think their communication was all over the place. And that's something that takes time to organize and make efficient. I think that team, by nature of having a lot of streamers, probably has a lot, has a lot of chefs in the kitchen, you know, that like talking a lot. Mm. Um, and maybe things, I feel like things just got too messy. I think their strategies were all over the place because they didn't really know what their identity was. And when it came to the communication in game, it was just super inefficient. Was my perspective from watching what I did. I didn't watch all their games. I watched some of them on Koiko's stream. Uh, but it was interesting to watch, right? Um, and and to see. So, am I super surprised? Kind of, because I thought they would still brute force their way through on raw skill. Um, I still think in this qualifier, on average player skill, it was probably the highest skilled team on individuals, but it was not the best team. Um, so I think for comparison, if you watch, I can't believe I have to say this, Fart Studios games, um, <laughs> they were just better quality. They were more on the same page. The strategies were more homogenous. Well, there was more logic they, to how they were approaching things. The core of that group play, has played together for quite a while. Yes, exactly. So you have like laning partners that really know how to play off each other, like Jenkins and Newsham. Um, yeah, it was just... And like you said, the core, it's not just those two, right? And then they've played together more. And I think overall in the NA region, I Annihilate uh, tends to do pretty well for himself. I think he played well on mid. So am I shocked? Not really. Uh, but I did honestly think they were going to qualify. So I'm surprised, but not shocked. Yeah. They, and it's uh... a shame because what does Arkosh do now, right? Arkosh is a content-driven org. They need something to show for themselves. They were really hoping to get into Div 2 so they could make a lot of content off of that. Now that that doesn't happen, are they going to work with Fart Studios? Is a possibility. I think that would be a pretty good fit. They obviously have streamers. They have Jenkins and BSJ uh, predominantly. So that wouldn't be out of the question, but obviously not what they were hoping for, that they had to replan yeah. after one week. And I'm, I'm um, just going to mention a rumor that I'm going to say right now, I have no idea if this is true or not, but mm. I've heard it from so many people now that this is definitely circulated, and supposedly this was on stream as well, that Febby, okay. because of chat, like some chat-related uh, or sub-goal, had an edible before a match or something like that. So many people have mentioned this, mm -hmm. so I don't know if it's actually true, if this is documented or whatever. If that's true... That's fucking that's true, real bad. That's real yeah. bad. That's, first of all, it's really unprofessional, right? And it's also... It feels like something that you clear with your teammates and your org in advance. Like, that's perhaps one of the problems as well that Arkosh can run into a little bit, is like, what are the stakes here? Like, are people on the same page with how much they want to try to win? Are they on the same page with how they approach the matches? Are you resting up properly are you well prepared do you show up like you're trying to qualify for ti with your team or are you just like this is fun guys let's just get the games over with you know eat a little bit of this and that before match um if that's not if the players are not on the same page about stuff like that that gets really bad really fast and obviously this is just taken to the extreme right if it comes to that i can't confirm whether or not it's true um so i'm not gonna say that it's the case but I will just say, if it is the case, it's really bad if you don't communicate that with your team. That's just that's just not on. Even if it's a fun stack, I think some of these players genuinely wanted to play Div 2. 
and make that content and make that money, you know? So, yeah, for sure. Now, whether they lost because of that is a different story. But like you said, it can start a bad trajectory, right? Because if that was a big part of the reason they lost to Fart Studios and that sent them on a downward spiral, they lost that series two to one, by the way. Maybe they win that one. Maybe they just coast and go through in the upper bracket and just win. Um, but every series loss is really meaningful in qualifiers. So who knows? So, uh, yeah, rip to slacks on this one. I know that Arakash is his baby. Uh, I feel really bad for him. Obviously, they have a new brand. Uh, I think this type of a team is so unique that you, I think, even if you're not following them or not fans of them in particular, like, the idea, I think, is important for the scene. Uh, So, we'll see if they can get into Div 2 for Season 2, because that's the only choice. These games had massive viewership for what they were. Keep that in mind. I think one of Koikva's streams, he had over 10k viewers. Because the content is so unique, even if it's not the highest tier of Dota, it's an insight that's really interesting. Yeah. So it's a shame if we miss out on that um, for the next season. Agreed. Okay, and on to, I was going to say Artifact news. Wow, that would have been... Artifact's still dead. That's the news update on that. Uh, Ability Arena. Um, The next, let's see, today is the 29th, so... By the end of the 31st, that's the last uh, that's the last chance you have to submit a new god concept. And if you have the stream open, I'm going to show mm-hmm. let me see. Oh, I only have my camera. Sorry about that. I'm going to show okay. I don't think I've actually shown this on stream, but this is what Buka made. It's a cardsmith. So if you go to Ability Arena Dot com and then just click on cardsmith anybody can submit uh, you just type in uh, let's see let's put Cinderin's name here uh, oh, that's quite the god this one has uh, to be really good 200 HP we'll just keep that you can upload a file or you can go to the gallery and the gallery has a lot of stuff so probably 1000 HP you have really you have really bad eyesight so we're just gonna use this zoom in on oh, your eyes there relatively accurate okay put 150 <clears throat> health uh, put your signature. We'll just put Cinder in, so you can put it in that terms, or you can hit tag. Puts it like that, or a signature. Make it look actually like a signature. Uh, I'm gonna close this, and you can of course add ability. What is your ability, Cinderin? Uh, stare. Okay, and we're gonna pick a. Uh, let's put head crab for some reason. It's right there. <laughs> I'm just implementing all this perfectly. And what does we can make it a passive or an active? And of course, you can use some HTML tags to make this look nice, but we won't. What does your ability do? Um <clears throat> one of my heroes that I select. Okay, yeah. Will stare at a random enemy unit and it will turn into a stare contest, so they will both be stunned until every other unit is dead. Okay, so that's exactly okay. what you said Very there. Uh, I think I messed that up. Yeah. I got to set the image. And I save the card. So it's good yeah. to go. And once I save it, you can share it on Twitter, all that. You can copy the URL. You can just send the image to your friends. But you can also submit it to the contest here. I can hit use current card. 
put in your Steam ID, uh, email, and you submit it. So top three people will be sharing a $1,000 prize pool and you'll be getting your god into the game. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So three more days to do that. I've gone through a lot of concepts. I hope uh, I win. Uh, you will not. You're not allowed to win. Sorry about that. Oh, uh, well, then I'm definitely not going to try. I mean, this was just my test run. Yeah, that's just true. Just wait until you see the real Cinderella. We've had some cool concepts. I'm looking forward to making some of these gods for sure. Uh, also, Season 4 tourney is coming up January 1st. Cinderin will be in it, along with a bunch of other people yet to be named. I will uh, try to defend my title. That'll be at 18 CET, January 1st. Um, there's going to be a lot of new stuff. And I think I'll just mention one thing that we're doing, what we're changing... Because every season we're trying to change stuff to make things feel better for the players because, like I've said a million times before, there's a lot of stuff we could never have anticipated, uh, but we have certainly learned a lot from like feedback and whatnot. So the main thing is, the main feedback we're getting is we're updating too often, which blows my fucking mind so hard. Uh, and our seasons are too quick, which that one I can understand, even though other... Like Atomic War or whatever other auto battlers are similar length. So what we're doing is we're making the seasons starting in January two months long. Uh, the battle pass instead of effectively going to forty levels, it will be eighty levels, but it will be four times easier to gain XP uh, to get to that point. So a lot of casual people will actually be high level, and the battle pass is going to be packed with so much new shit. Every new god that we're going to implement into the game will be part of the battle pass, and most, if not all, will be free in the battle pass. You won't need to technically buy it. There's going to be one god that you have to buy it. So those are the major changes we're making for now. Uh, so the way that we're going to do it is like this next update is going to you know have that type of a change, and then we're going to do some balance here and there, a lot of god balance in this patch, and then in the middle of the season, which will be February is when we do more spell related stuff. So I want to alternate it like gods, spells, gods, spells, instead of doing all of them together, because I think it's just too much to ingest, too much to, you know, remember. So yeah, it's all about things feeling better for people and trying to put some of the stuff that we're learning uh, out into the game. So I think, I think a good part of making the seasons twice as long and making updates less frequent is that you get more time. You get more time to really digest and understand the Cinder and God and why it's so good. <laughs> so you really get to play test it yeah. along with all the other gods to see that it is the best design. <laughs> it sounded That's an awful good. like I have pretty Medusa ult to hopes. me, but you know. No, because the thing is, the stair, you stun yourself too. Like both units just stand AFK for the whole round. I think that's really fun. Yeah, thank you for your submission. We'll definitely yeah, think about no that one. Yeah. It's probably pretty easy to make. That's another upside. That is true. Uh, that would be very easy to make. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, we, we want people, like, whatever your concept is, we'll, we can obviously change the, like, what the character is. But we want it to be Valve IP, right? We've had people submit some crazy ass shit that has nothing to do. That was the biggest surprise that I had. I thought everybody would submit Dota stuff. Big well, tits anime god. I'm big, sure there was one of those there, at least. Yes, there has been. Uh, yes. A large of portion course. of them are not Valve IP. What's just completely other stuff that I would never have anticipated, which obviously we can't use. Uh, so just keep that in mind. 
Okay, next thing I want to talk about is something that Nikki uh, told me about the other day. Yeah, Susie told me about this too. So She's we, been all over that. We've talked about DALI, which is AI mm -hmm. uh, helping you, you know, you type a description and it draws a picture for you. And there's a, a couple other sites that do similar things. And they're, they're really cool, really cool. Obviously brings up interesting questions about, you know, what AI is going to be used like in the future, what should be allowed because, you know, for artists, they obviously in most cases do not like that because technically it's taking little bits and pieces of their work and combining right. them. So what's the gray area? Like there's a big gray area there. So what's okay? What's mm -hmm. not? This one I want to talk about is chat, chat, chat GPT, which is also open AI. Basically what you're doing is you're starting a little chat with the AI and you can ask them a question. You can have them do something for you. And I'm just going to give you an example. Okay. And then we'll talk about how you can use this. So I was talking to my mom about this last night. We we're just doing this on the computer together just to see what, what cool stuff you could do. And she's doing like some Persian new year's party. Right. So right. we're like, all right. I type in create an invitation for Persian New Year at, and then I give the address and like the time and some details. And it literally comes out, like types out a professional looking email with all that information. And it's like, okay, it filled in the gaps beautifully. Right. Mm -hmm. So I started thinking about other things that you could do. Like, okay, uh, look up this recipe and it comes up with a recipe. Like, yeah, I mean, you can do that on Google, mm -hmm. but I'm sure, and Nikki was telling me this, that Google is probably very, threatened by something like this because it could theoretically replace google in doing more than that but i wanted to share right. one that i found amazing okay because mm -hmm. uh, we were thinking like what what cool things could we have this ai thing do so i made a fictional character i'm just trying to think of a situation like write an email to janet johnson about how she offended me when she made fun of my bad breath okay and this is what the bot wrote. <laughs> hey, Janet. I wanted to reach out to you to let you know how hurt and offended I felt when you made fun of my bad breath during our meeting yesterday. I understand that it was probably meant as a joke, but it really hurt my feelings and made me feel embarrassed and self-conscious. I've been struggling with some dental issues that have caused my bad breath to be less than fresh. I've been trying my best to address them. Making fun of something like this only adds to my stress and feelings of inadequacy. I hope that in the future you will think twice about making a joke at someone else's expense. We all have our vulnerabilities and insecurities, and it's important to be considerate and compassionate towards others. Sincerely, that just says your name. That's fucking amazing, man. Holy shit, that is so cool. So, yeah, what, what have you tried on this so far? Okay, so I'll first some fun things and then the negative part, I guess. So I think the main thing that Susie has been using it for, so the main helpful thing is that you can give it a recipe and fucking American shit units and get normal units. That's amazing. Mm. Uh, sorry if that offended anyone. I'm sure all of our I'm audio offended. listeners are, nobody is from, nobody uses the, whatever your system's called, I even forgot. Imperial. Called, yeah, Imperial. It's That's called Imperial for a reason. Yeah, it's great. It's old. So the reason that's really nice is that the thing that makes the Imperial system trickier than you would think on a surface level is that you can't just convert Imperial to metric because it depends what item it is. So a cup of rice isn't the same as a cup of water. It's not like 
one to one in terms of like, oh, you just take this and convert it to grams or convert it to liters or whatever, because <laughs> the items are different. So what you do there, you just give it the recipe and you're like, convert this to metric and it does it instantly. So it knows the, it looks up whatever the conversion rate for rice, the conversion rate for water, <laughs> the conversion rate for whatever. That was really helpful. And you can also just tell it, uh, you give it the recipe, you give it the imperial units, you're like, make this recipe into metric units, but have the amount because it's too much for us or whatever. And it will just do all the conversions for you instantly. You have a nicely aligned and prepared recipe. That's great because usually you will go through individual steps for that, but it just outputs all of it immediately. That was nice and helpful because uh, we've been using our new air fryer and a lot of the recipes are in imperial units. Air fryer is amazing. I've told you this already, right? What? Have I not talked about that on one of the... Oh, no, because we've had guest episodes. We have an air fryer. Mm -hmm. Okay. She got that as... Uh, from her work, they got to choose a gift for... A Christmas gift. And she chose the air fryer out of all the items that were there. Because it was the one that was clearly most interesting. It is amazing. <laughs> That's a hard recommend from here. Cerner recommends air fryer. We have one. Get one well. of those. We've used it it's five really times. It's really nice. It's good, though. It's, it is so good. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the good stuff. The, the main thing she's been using the bot for, because it's been her using it like 95, 99% of the time, is uh, writing stories. She loves stories, and she loves, like, you know, she can just give it something and get something fun and then share the stories with her friends or whatever. She likes writing, having the bot write a cute story about the dog and the toy or whatever. Uh, and then it out, you literally just give it a couple of prompts, it will write out an entire story, and then you can tell it to change the story however you like and be like, all right, rewrite the story, but give it a happy ending or include this character or this element or rename this or that or give it this twist or write it in Shakespearean English and it will just do it and do a really good job. So it's pretty incredible. And here's the problem. Students globally are starting to use this to write their homework. And God, I wish I was going to school right now. The bot is so good that if the teachers don't exactly know what to look for, it can be difficult to detect. And here's the kicker. You can tell the bot to make mistakes on purpose and it will do it. Oh, and it really? will tell you what mistakes it made <clears throat> and what they are. Wow. So you can make it believable. And this is the issue here is that if you're a student and you know you're not, okay, I'm not like an A student. You know, maybe I'm like a B or a C in English, whatever. You can get ChatGPT to write your text and then implement flaws to make it more believable. That's kind of been one of the issues so far. It's like when you use Google Translate to write your essay, sometimes some of the translations will be so fucking awful and so weird that the teachers will detect that they'll be like, nobody writes like this, you know? Mm. But this bot writes really realistically and you can make it make mistakes on purpose. So it's pretty crazy. The thing about this is that the problem over time is if this becomes widespread and common enough and readily accessible, you might need to have homework and you might need to have exams and everything in person and pen on paper because <laughs> like how do you how do you test anyone's capabilities if you can literally just in 20 seconds write the essay with a bot um yeah like one of the of, one of the things that we tried cuz we heard the same thing about that that's the big controversy is students won't be learning anymore uh mm -hmm. So we typed in, write a book report comparing A Brave New World and 1984. And it's not like it yeah. made like a 10-page or whatever thing. It's like a few paragraphs, but it's completely accurate. 
like does a really good job of comparing them. It's not like it's just saying what one thing is and what one the other thing is. It does that and then it actually compares them. And the cool thing about it is like everything is in its own thread. So it's like you're having a conversation. You can keep asking it questions about the same topic and it'll keep giving you new stuff. And then you compile those eventually into like that's where the skill comes in is learning how to use the program. Right. And then making a book report or whatever the case may be. So I can understand, but at, I can't get over how cool this is. It's so fucking It's cool. really fuck. It's amazing. It is so cool. And there's, that's the thing about AI in general, right? There's so much amazing perspective, but it's almost guaranteed going to come at a cost somewhere because the potential of the technology is so extreme that a lot of the things that just work a certain way in everyday life will be changed if it gets big enough. Um, but like for me, something like this, the, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. You just need to find a way to handle the cons, but this has a lot of potential. Um, then I guess another thing is, um, like you said, plagiarism, right? You talked about that with art, uh, when Dolly makes art, that's obviously also a concern with this, right? Like that if this just takes here and there and. I believe at the current point in time, the bot can't cite sources, but it can make fake sources for you if you ask it to. <laughs> um, so you can actually make like an academic, uh, you can make an academic report of some kind and it will generate sources in correct formatting and everything for you, but it cannot reference actual articles. So if the professors mm. or whoever is checking through your text will do the check background check, they will find that it's all fake. And that's obviously gonna nail you right so for now it can't do that but who knows maybe it could do academic references in the future and then it can even start writing papers um yeah that's obviously a plagiarism concern because what if it just starts taking other people's ideas and presents it as yours and you get credit yeah um, somebody in chat is mentioning like, uh, i forgot to mention that you could ask it to code you stuff oh i can program too yeah that makes sense did i say code you program stuff yeah. Which is really fucking cool. And I was thinking, like, at what point do we get to? Because this was something that, even though it would put artists out of business, how many years do you think we are from being able to ask, like, as a game designer, ask AI based on, like, a picture that AI drew? Can mm -hmm. you make a 3D model of this? How far away are we from that, you think? Because that seems like that would be the next step. That seems like a general possibility in the next few years. That even, would be. I think incredible holy shit um and really bad for artists <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know like my my gut about all this ai stuff is overall positive but i think it's really important to keep your finger on the pulse with the ethics like that's the concern for a lot of people and maybe i'm too positive about this because i can see the pitfalls and the dangers too in this for sure like we just highlighted some of them here but obviously there's a wealth of potential problems especially on a larger scale of how this influences things uh, for like casual everyday use this tool is amazing it's so nice it's like you know it's easy entertainment uh it can help you be creative like we talked about because or, or arguably you could say it helps you not be creative because you don't necessarily like you have to have the idea but you don't need to write all the text but maybe it can give you inspiration for something you can ask it you're like hey i'm bored uh, these are the interests of me and my partner. What should we do? And then it gives you like six suggestions for something you could do together, which is great. You know, maybe it will inspire you because you didn't think about this option. When you go Googling it, you need to like 
selectively, oh, it's this for us. You need to scroll through shitloads of pages and ads and whatnot to find what's actually relevant. And this one will just be like, hey, we have a budget of $100. We want to go out. Tell me something fun to do in this city. And it might literally just list you like six things you could do. And there's a good chance one will be a hit, right? That's nice. The conversion stuff with cooking, giving you recipes, giving you ideas. Awesome. But <laughs> I don't know. I, it's I'm honestly amazed how good it is. That's the other thing. I'm One having thing, it, the concept. It's I'm having so it good. Type to me right now. What are some fun things an introvert can do? And it's, yeah. it's come up with seven so far as it's writing it. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna use this thing all the time. It's so cool, and it just it's just the beginning of. I know that. Have I talked shit about like? Uh, Google and Alexa and all these voice activations things. Probably. That I, like something I think they're do. generally been pretty garbage. They're slowly getting better and more useful. And obviously mm. some of it's dependent on how much stuff you have hooked up in your house. But stuff like this, this is another step, right? This is getting to be very useful now. Yeah. And in a few years, I can't even imagine what they're going to come up with. But yeah. That site's pretty sick. Chat GPT. Apparently within the first week, already a million people uh, signed up on it. So that's really fast. Like wildfire now. That's really fast. Trust me. It's going to be... Because of our podcast, of course. Yep. It's going to be 10, 100 times that in a month. Yeah. For sure. Because it's making all the headlines now. Like, this mm -hmm. is going to spread. For sure. All right. Last topic of today, Sunsfan and Cinderin's recap of 2022. The best and worst moments. And I haven't really thought of this ahead of time. So we can talk about yeah. Dota, best and worst, then personal. Okay. Dota, best and worst. The best moment in Dota of this last year, this calendar year, I guess. Oh, dear. So which big events did we even have? So we had TI, and we had two majors, and we had DPC, right? Yeah. So it's always tricky for me to do this kind of stuff, because for me, years kind of blend together in Dota. I, I have a very hard time. Like, you tell me, when was this tournament? And sometimes I'll be off by, like, two or three years, and sometimes I'll nail it. Uh, I don't remember, like... A lot of things I thought happened last year might have happened this year and vice versa because our events, you know, are like, at the end of the day, kind of similar in scope with what you do, where you're going, etc. Um, I guess for me, the best moment this TI was probably the things surrounding TI. Mm. Uh, I really liked Singapore and going there and the things that we experienced. Uh, we had, a, I mean, I don't know if this is like really Dota related, right? That was our first, both of us, I believe, our first Michelin restaurant experience, which was really nice. You, me, and Buka. That's right. Went out for dinner. Um, the the whole atmosphere, the country, the other like sightseeing that we did was really great. So in relation with Dota, that was probably my favorite part. As far as the Dota itself, I guess, was this year the time that after a really long drought, we got to cast in front of an audience? For the first time again? Or was that last year? That was this year, Dot right? Com. Yeah, this year. That was this year. After like two years of not having a crowd. So that yeah. was probably the overall Dota highlight. I was casting in front of an audience again. Um, what was the worst moment, though? Yeah, that's what I'm struggling with. The worst with. Dota moment. I don't know about that one. 
All right, for me, the best Dota, I hate to agree with you, but I mean, okay, obviously I was invited to a lot of events, which is not normal for me, so that was awesome. But TI was basically a paid vacation. We barely worked. When we worked, obviously it's not doesn't feel like work for us. It's fun. But most of the time, it was just us hanging around in Singapore. That was great. Uh, worst, oh, worst Dota moment is when I mentioned that something catastrophic would happen in Dota. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's true. And it just that's keeps a good one. coming up over and over and over. Oh, that's good. I'm not going to say I exaggerated because I, to me, I feel like it's not an exaggeration. But I don't know if it's going to be announced. And now I'm in this weird fucking spot. So whatever. It's not oh, going to affect. Yeah. It's not going to be catastrophic for other people. Okay. Mm. So I'm being told in chat by Olimus. He's saying dropping MMR was the worst part of the year. Mm. I guess for me, the worst Dota moment, probably overall, is like single days Did you just remember where everything was just shit, right? But I feel like, is that worth highlighting as a moment? Because like everybody has those days in Dota, right? It's just part of the game. There's just days where your games suck, people grief, people are angry. It's just an unpleasant experience. Yep. Um, but that was probably like, objectively, that, that is probably my worst experience with Dota this year was just some awful pub days, but that's not really that interesting of a story, so... Um, for personal stuff, I guess my worst experience of this year has been the last, like, just being sick for so long has been fucking annoying. Mm. It hasn't been like, how to say, it hasn't been like crippling, but it's just a really long, really annoying period, uh, for like, I would say primarily two to three weeks. Now we're, I'm more or less over at this point, but I was sick really long this winter. So that was annoying. Uh, highlight? I don't know. I I guess I would kind of be tempted to just overlap it with the Dota, that the whole like Singapore thing, because I Singapore was one of the countries in the world I wanted to visit the most. Um, so getting to do that, getting to experience that, hanging out with friends and being there, uh, and having those experiences was probably overall the highlight of the year for me. Mm. Um, out of everything. But I realized that's not that interesting when I just said it for Dota. But those, I mean, a lot of the time for you and me, Dota and personal stuff just overlaps, right? That's just how it is. Yeah, it's, this is probably a mistake because my, my personal best moment of the year is releasing Ability Arena. That's mm. kind of Dota related. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, uh, it's, it's different. But. Uh, that's the best. I don't know what the worst would be. The worst would be getting fat again. More fat, I guess. I've definitely gotten more fat. So gonna have to address that in the future, but nothing really comes to mind for personal. I thought you lost weight overall. No, since the beginning of the year. Well, I've gained a lot since Singapore. I see. It was before Singapore. It was. I mean, I was still fat, but it was less so than the rest of the year. And Singapore ruined me. All right, I have a guess for what your New Year's resolution is going to be. New Year's resolution is to lose weight, and I'm going to do it for real this time, Cinderin. I'm not bullshitting. Okay. I'm very so what sore strategy today. are you going to do? I don't know yet. That's the problem. So okay. my cousin, he told me to do 30 minutes a day every single day of just three simple ex exercises. So I'm going to think about doing that. <laughs> uh, I think... I played pickleball yesterday, which is why I'm so mm -hmm. unbelievably sore today. <laughs> I have a lot of fun playing that. 
but the problem is finding people to play with. That's the main issue. And I don't like playing with random people. But I always have these, like, you know, requirements mm-hmm. or whatever. So, haven't strategized it yet. The, the diet will start after New Year's, of course, because we're having a New Year's party and I need to eat whatever I want, of course. I, I think if I can give you any advice, it is to not try to do absolutely everything at once or it's going to become... There's a decent chance it becomes overwhelming. It works for some people. Um, but I think, so for example, the thing he said about doing 30 minutes a day, that might be for you, it might not. Maybe if it were me, I think I would rather go to the gym two or three times a week for longer than having to do something every single day for half an hour. I would rather do fewer, longer sessions because then it's like, Mm. okay, now I'm there. Now I'm doing this. Now I'm committed to it. I've gone there. I've set things up. I've changed. I've gone out of the house. Let's get some value here and do something that you enjoy, right? Whereas doing something 30 minutes every day, there's a chance, again, depending on who you are, that it's going to feel more like a chore. Um, and that's also why something like pickleball or playing sports is really good because it's for, it's for a longer time and it's, it's fun, right? And it's with other people. Uh, so the thing that I started doing with my friend uh, going to the gym twice a week has been very enjoyable if you go with someone. Yeah. Uh, and we're generally there for like an hour to an hour and a half doing exercises. Um, can you videotape? Maybe that's more for you. Can you record like you doing that? I'd love <laughs> to see what you look like exercising. Yeah, so here's the funny part. I tried to get you to go to the gym with me six times in Singapore. So you could have seen it live. Yeah, but, but you said no every I'm not going to be disgustingly sore before a cast. It's horrible. We had five days off. I'd be sore for longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a good excuse, isn't there? Yeah, um, there is. But yeah, something, something I've... When I've wanted to lose a little bit of weight and I've like gone to the gym and eaten less and tried this and that at once, maybe it can be a little bit overwhelming. So I think the thing that's worked best for me is to, um, yeah, try to exercise twice a week. And then overall, I mean, I walk the dog every day too, which I guess all of it adds up, right? It helps a little bit that you yeah, walk every day. I mean, day. the thing is like, the funny thing is like, so. I have changed nothing about my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And the way I eat and everything in the last 20 years, the only reason I'm getting fatter is because I'm getting older and my metabolism is getting worse. That's yeah. literally it. So I just need to, yeah. I don't need to do anything hardcore. I think that's what I do. I do something hardcore and I'm good at sticking with it for like a month. Then I take a day off and I'm like, okay, then I go back on it temporarily. Then I take a couple days, then it really snowballs and I get fat again. So yeah. it's not sustainable to do something hardcore, do something small, consistently. And I'll be better off. So that's that's. The I goal. mean, it is the tricky thing as well as our lifestyle, right? When you travel and you're away from home for two and a half weeks at a time, it's really hard to keep up your regimen that you've built at home, right? If there's yeah. like something that's really stable and standard, you can't necessarily do it. We might not have access to the same food. We have a totally different day rhythm. You get fucked yeah, so by I, flying I across need, the globe. It's I need to hard. find something that I can do in the hotel room if I'm traveling, like, and I need to, you know shouldn't watch what i eat like to a hardcore uh degree but i eat a lot of sweets now i'm fucking can't stop eating sugar right now it's ridiculous Mm. so you know i know i think i know what i need to do so i'm gonna do my best to see if i can be not fat which has been five years since then six years most of the most of the time and most of the places we go when we travel with dota there's access to a gym so if you get into any habit that uses that, whether it's cardio or lifting weights or something, that's generally accessible. 
I don't if know. I'm still, I'm still look, hoping. I'm still hoping I can get you sold on that idea that it will be enjoyable for you because I think it's see. kind of eye-opening when you get into it. It's a lot of people really enjoy it. Go ahead and tell me your. Uh, oh, hold on. I found. Oh my god, I found it. Let me see if no, that's not it. Shit. Oh, here it is. Okay, I want you guys. I'm gonna link this in. Holy shit! I want to show you how skinny I was. I think you've forgotten how skinny I was. Oh my god. You mean you're, uh, you've shown me your, like, driver's license. No, not photo. that. Even and, in Dota. In yeah. Dota. I'm going to link oh. it in chat. There's a video, if you search on YouTube, it's called Dota 2 One-on-One -on -one with Purge. Okay, if you search for, like, Suns fan, Purge, interview, Dota Cinema, it'll come up. That is how skinny I was. What year was that? That's nine years ago now, so that is a while ago. But still, like, this is within Dota, I was skinny. It's fucking insane. It's ridiculous. Wow. That is... I look almost, I look anorexic to myself. I look anorexic. But I know, like, I was 180. That's not even, like, I probably could have lost a few pounds at that point. Good lord. Anyway, what's, what's your New Year's Damn, resolution? You look, like, you look like you went to the gym. <laughs> I did not. I can tell you that. <laughs> I had a lot of orange chicken from Panda Express. Uh, yeah, did not eat well. I mean, I, I can really relate, though, because I feel like when I was in my earlier 20s, at least, I could eat whatever I wanted. There was, my metabolism was just full-on ownage. Yeah. I just, I didn't matter. It just didn't matter. I could eat whatever I wanted, but not anymore. I gain weight relatively fast when I'm at events, sometimes at an alarming rate of over a pound a day uh, when we go ham. Because you know me when it comes to restaurants, Shannon, I can eat a lot and I love food. I cannot believe how much. much you can eat. It's actually <laughs> shocking. I fucking love food so much. All right. You couldn't finish that um, dessert, though. That's, I mean, okay, that, <laughs> I actually did finish the dessert, didn't I? No, you didn't. I didn't finish all my food. It was insane how much. No, 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 the, not, not at the Michelin star, the other place. No, the, no, I meant the, the one where I had like that, uh, what was it? The milkshake Choco Taco. Yeah, Choco Taco inside your milkshake. I, I feel like I finished that part, but then I couldn't finish all my fries, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe I don't Doesn't remember. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so my New Year's resolution, I want to keep up my, I want to keep going to the gym twice a week. That's one. And the second one is, I want to be more timely. Um, oh. In oh. general. So, so what you're experiencing with the podcast, I think as far as the podcast goes, I've got better at being pretty much on yeah, time yeah. or on point. But with other stuff, like if I have, so this is like, I honestly think I've been cursed with this my, from what I can remember my entire life. And I don't know where it comes from. And I don't know why I can't get over it. But ever since I was a kid, we were in biking distance of school, okay? Like, five to ten minutes biking to school, five to ten minutes biking to sports. In high school and at sports, I would consistently, almost consistently, be like one to two minutes late a lot of the time. It's like, how can you be late when you're that close? But I think it's kind of like a thing where when you don't, oh, I need to make my bus or I will be, I, or I don't make it at all. It's always like, oh, yeah, I just need to quickly do this. Or, yeah, I'm fine. And then you're like in the shower for another minute. And, oh, shit, I'm out of time. I need to bike really fast now. And then you rush there and you're out of breath and you arrive at school or at sports. I just always be a little bit late to stuff. And it's carried with me through my entire life. So I it's almost like, I'm almost like min-maxing 
how long can I lay in bed before I have to get up and shower so I can rush yeah. out the door with my dog? You min max and, and then still get it wrong somehow. Yes, that's the problem. Because like, so at every so, event, every single event, just to illustrate, we're in the hotel, okay, and there's always like a text that says, okay, let's meet in the lobby at this time, and it takes literally like not even a minute to get down at the lobby from your room. He is consistently three to five minutes late. Every I don't like the times that you're on time are they're probably out late by the times big, that I'm not. Yes, definitely. Yeah always late and, and it's kind of frustrating because it's just a bad trade right it's just like you're holding other people up fortunately when it comes to dota events a lot of the time someone else is late so it's not like you're the only one yeah, everybody like sucks ass keeping you know who's not and, late ever but with that stuff me probably you yeah i'm surprisingly punctual you're almost exclusively on time that's true um it's a good trait but yeah yeah i i don't know what it is so like i said when like, let's say I get up in the morning and I'm, let's say I'm going to meet some friends in the city, right? I'm like, oh, I'm meeting my friends in the city today at noon. And before that, here's the thing, list of things I need to do. I need to get up, I need to shower, I need to walk my dog, and then I go and take the bus. And I will like map out in my head how long those things take. But I just think I have this ideal, the way I approach it is in this ideal way where everything takes the perfect amount of time. That is how I schedule it. So if I run into trouble with the dog, that's unexpected. Like if he, if he, takes longer on the walk or we walk into someone or um if i'm just a little bit longer in the shower than i anticipate or whatever then what it will end up with is that i get home it's like oh shit i actually really need to hurry now and then i need to rush to the bus i need to run there or whatever to make it like the other a couple of days ago i told you how about my, about my like doctor's appointment or whatever i was at the doctor twice in the last two weeks and i was late both times by three minutes like can i just fucking deal with that that's my goal for next year is to just give myself five more minutes every time goal. i need to go somewhere i think Susie will really appreciate it too because she hates it and i know she hates that about me that it's always last minute when we need to go somewhere and it stresses her out and it's just unnecessary and it's just when you look at it, it's kind of just selfish and lazy right so that's really something you can better about yourself so i'm going to be better at that in the new year i'm going to be on time and if that means that I'm sometimes five minutes early and I'm standing around, so be it. It's better than all the times that you're late. So, yeah. Very good. I want to improve. That's a very good answer. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, we have, I mean, this is all part of the same section, but we have a, the reason we actually did this is because of Eve Remort, who sent us a question uh, regarding our Spotify playlist. But So he sent us a really nice message. I'm not going to read it because it's a bit personal. So I don't know if he would want me to read it, but... TLDR is uh, him listening to us on the podcast helped him through some rough times, which obviously we're very happy to hear that we're having some good influence on the world. Uh, but he did ask the question, what is your Spotify wrapped of 2022? So we thought we would do that for Spotify and for Steam since they came out with one recently. Uh, and we have to do, apparently the Spotify one you have to do on the phone. So I'm going to bring mine up. Okay, let's actually, let's go through them step by step for the interesting ones, okay? Okay. So, all right, let's, uh, let's try to coordinate <clears throat> it. Okay, I'm on the first so, frame or whatever. Yeah, and you just, okay. So the first frame is uninteresting, right? Yes, very. Okay, just let it roll. I feel like my phone is a bit, okay, there we go. All right, so the third tab, I guess, is the first one that's interesting. 
okay. assuming it's the same for everyone. So that's you... total listening time. Right? It's the same for you? Uh, yes. Yeah. So in 2022, your total playtime was 145,938 minutes. How much? How many? 146K. Holy shit. That's more than 99.5% of other listeners in Denmark. That says. How many do you think I had? 50? <clears throat> 50 what? 50K. 6,000. 6K. Okay, I guess you don't use Spotify very much. Uh, when I in listen, general. I mean, you've listened to music for more than 6,000 hours this year, I'm assuming. No, not really. No. Oh. <laughs> I listen to music. <laughs> That's interesting. You want to hear listen to music more? I my Spotify, when I listen to Spotify or music in general, it's one of two places in my car or when I'm streaming. And they both use Spotify. So this is actually quite right. accurate. And I guess sometimes on the plane, which is probably not. Maybe they don't record that. So you don't listen to music <clears throat> while playing games? No, unless I'm streaming. That's really interesting to me. I don't know. I, I just, I kind of take that as a given that most people do that, but maybe I'm the anomaly. I don't know. But I have, I have music on almost all the time. I have ADD. You need something. Po possibly. I'm not going to rule it out. I've never been diagnosed with anything, but I'm pretty fucking weird. So it wouldn't surprise me. I only um, so mine is more than forty eight percent of other listeners in the U.S. So it's not not very high percentile, as you might imagine. Yeah. Okay, that was that. Then tab four is just one song. I think that's kind of uninteresting, right? Okay. Next. Uh, tab five is your most listened to songs. I think. Okay. Yep. All right. So this is your top five, right? Top five most listened to songs. Yep. I feel All like right. this is not accurate, but I, I guess. It, it's got to be. I trust this more than you. So um, this is deceiving because it seems like I'm choosing these songs, but it just comes up randomly on my playlist and just happen to be more than the others. But mm -hmm. number five is uh, American Pie by Don McLean. Classic. Number four, even though... okay. Number four is Avril Lavigne's My Happy Ending, which I like okay. her, and that's definitely on my playlist, but I have never selected it on purpose. It's just on there. Yep. Third is one of my favorite songs by Steam Powered Giraffe, Captain Albert Alexander. S-tier song, by the I way. I think you've shown me that song, actually. Number two is my favorite song. Well, it's close, actually. Not sure. By The Animals, House of the Rising Sun, classic. And number one is I Get Around by The Beach Boys. Old oh. school for me. <laughs> I'm gonna mention my top five, and you will know none of the songs. Yep, that's, that's correct. Funny. I know. I I think I know all of yours almost at least. They're very classic. All right, number five is "Uplift" by Rakim. Yep, know him. Yeah, he's really good. Yep. Um, number, number four is I believe this language is Korean, so I can't pronounce it. It's just characters to me. Uh, by Kikuo, you do not know this. Number three, Beware by Big Pun. Classic for some people. Uh, number two, Karma by Marina. You might know her by name. Probably not. Nope. And number one, which was surprising to me, it was Wow by Zara Larson, And it's a remix featuring Sabrina something. I can't see the full name here. All right. You knew none of my songs. Wow. So that was very cool. You've listened to a lot of stuff I haven't heard of. 
I skipped the next section. It didn't seem interesting yeah, to me. The top hundreds. And then your your most listened to artist, right? Is the next one. Yeah. Which one was that for you? Metallica. All right. But none of their songs are in your top five. No, because I have a lot of Metallica songs on my playlist, so it's spread so you out. Listen to a lot of them, a very little. Okay. But yeah, I love Metallica. Yeah, they're also really. And good. you? Uh, my top artist was Marina. You I mentioned to her, her for yeah. three thousand two hundred thirty-six minutes, so almost as much as your entire Spotify. That's half of my one artist. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> my God, you were in the top zero point one percent this year. Wow, interesting. All right. Uh, that is it, right? The rest is just a summary of what we've already seen. So, yep. All right, that's really interesting to me. Wow, six thousand hours only. That's still so. If so, I took so out, so when you're working on your mod, yeah, like when you're when you're doing stuff like that, you have nothing on in the background. Oh, you're I just do. They're doing one oh, thing. Oh, I do. What do you think I have on in the background, big boy? Oh, you have ASMR on a second monitor. If I had the hours of ASMR, it would blow your right. music okay. hours out of the water. I'm not so sure about that. But it would probably be kind of close. All right. In a day. Put ASMR on Spotify next year. Then we'll see. (laughs) That's too hard to to do. Because I need to hear new ones all the time. And they don't really publish them on Spotify. It's really sad. There's no way you've listened to 150,000 hours of ASMR. I don't know, man. I don't know. I've had days where I'm literally on the computer for 14 hours. And probably 12 of them ASMR is on. Right. Okay. I have cut it a bit this year. So maybe you're right. This year, you make I, it sound like an addiction. It, I mean, it is. It literally is an addiction. And the more you listen to it, the more you desensitize your ears to this sound, and the less you get the ASMR feeling. And the more, like, that, that's why I have to find more aggressive stuff. I literally search ASMR aggressive <laughs> to be able to get the it's tingles like, now. It's <laughs> like porn addicts that need to find the most obscure oh, and insane yeah. shit to get off in the end. Exactly. That's where you're, that's where you're going now. That's in right. order to get a tingle, you need to be literally inside a jet engine. I need those tingles. <laughs> <laughs> and the final thing is the oh, Steam replay, good. which I think this is the first year they've done that, where they talk or they show you what you've played on Steam. Mine is oh, yeah. very uninteresting. <laughs> yeah, I think mine is pretty uninteresting. Ninety-six uh, percent of my playtime is Dota Two. What's your percent? Eighty-seven. All right, I bet I blow you out of the water on this one. How many sessions played for you? 369. How much do you think I have? Thousands, because you've restarted the game. 1,520, and yes. Yeah. <laughs> your Literally. mod has forced you to restart 100 times I open over. it up, and then I have to close it and open it up again. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, how, many how many games played in general 15. on Steam? Mine is nine. How many new? Four. Okay, it's six for me. Okay. And then my third highlight thingy, I don't know why it, how it highlights this. I guess it's your second most played game or whatever. For me, is Elden Ring. Minus Slay the Spire. With 61 sessions, 7% of playtime. Yeah. I'm close to finishing that game now after being pushed and pushed and pushed by Zuzi. She loves watching me play. Uh, she loves watching me what's play that game. What's your longest day streak of playing on Steam? 20. 20? You've taken days... Oh, you play WoW all the time. That's probably why. It's like, I, I have days that I don't play Dota, and if I'm not playing Dota, there's a good chance I'm not playing anything on oh. Steam, right? That For day. me, it's 49, which surprised me. I literally did, thought I opened Dota every day because of the mod, but maybe not. Maybe not. 
Uh, okay, anything else on this list that you think would be interesting to talk about? Um, not really, I think. It no. recognizes that I bought a Steam Deck. It has a whole section for it. Oh. Uh, oh, on my list of most games played uh, is Artifact Foundry. Played it 11 okay. times this year. And I can guarantee you that every single one of those was because I was trying to get the art to be able to put inside of Ability Arena. <laughs> it was not actually playing the game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's cool that they came out. I know a lot of companies are doing this now, but it is interesting to look back on the year, depending on you know how much you've used a certain product or whatever the case may be. Uh, so yeah, thanks to Evermore for the good year? suggestion. Huh? I'm just checking if there's one from last year. I just tried to change the link. It didn't work. No, Maybe I, this is new to Steam. They do this for the first time. Yeah, I think Probably. this is the first time I've ever seen it, for sure. I'd be really curious about last year. With, like, Hades and stuff, right? Yeah, that's true. Game. That is true. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, thanks for joining us. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. I actually don't know happy when. Happy New Year. When is Kwanzaa? Okay, I need to... Uh, this is going to bother me. Kwanzaa date... Uh, December 26th to January 1st. Okay, so that that works. And yes, have a great New Year's, everybody. Stay safe. And we'll see you next year for the next episode of We Say Things. Have a good one. Peace! Bye! We say things that don't mean anything. Subscribe. But thanks for listening. Now. Yeah.